0: The Baltimore Orioles are prospect development juggernaut. Just in the last two years, Adley Rushman, Gunnar Henderson, and Grayson Rodriguez have made their Major League debuts. Adley Rushman has quickly rose to one of the best, if not the best, catcher in the game. Gunnar Henderson just had the best week of his life winning the AL Player of the Week, hitting a bunch of home runs, one I think, over 460. And Grayson Rodriguez has bounced, bounced around between AAA and the Major Leagues, but the stuff is there. He'll figure it out at some point. Now, three guys of which one being a first overall pick, hardly a juggernaut, right? Well, the Orioles also have eight players in the top 100 prospects currently. There are only three teams with either six or more on the list, those being the Reds with six, as we just saw Ellie De La Cruz coming to the major leagues, Matt McLean coming to the major leagues, the Dodgers with seven, and the Guardians with seven. In particular, their hitter development has been unbelievable. The Major League squad is currently 41-24 as we stand on June 12th with an offense that has produced the 7th most. The A Norfolk Tides are 43-19, producing the most runs in the International League with 408 in 62 games. 6.58. Yeah. With all the talent moving up to Norfolk, the A Bowie Bay Sox are waiting on the highly touted Jackson Holiday to come up from high A. Aberdeen as well as Dylan Beavers and Samuel Basayo as the team has struggled in the first half of 2023 with all the departures so the AAA a team has looked really strong the double-a team with all those strong players moving up to AAA, a has struggled a little bit so far this year now let's talk about the names we already talked about Adley we talked about Gunner we talked about Grayson Rodriguez those are the major league as for the names that not everybody knows Jordan Westberg is a shortstop for the AAA team, tied second in home runs in all the minor leagues right now, close to 1,000 OPS, .992. Um, he is the number 49th overall prospect currently in the competitive balance draft in 2020, which I believe was a draft that was designed for teams with a bottom 10 payroll Um, or bottom 10 performance. I don't think it lasted very long. But for a few years there, it was just to help um, really, it was just to help lower market teams, smaller market teams get some extra draft picks. So that's actually where Westberg came from. He wasn't from the normal um, June amateur draft. Another big name, Colton Cowser, maybe the next guy we see in the major leagues. He's an outfielder currently in A, 473 OBP right now, 1.029 OPS, although he has missed some time in 2023 with an injury. Um, he is back now. Number 29 prospect in all of baseball. He was a first-round, fifth overall pick in 2021. Pre-2022, he was the 98th overall prospect. Pre-2023, he was the 41st overall prospect. and had, yeah. Jackson Holiday, as we mentioned before, shortstop for high A Aberdeen right now. Slash line, 358 average, 483 OBP, 606 slugging, almost a 1.1 OPS. Currently the number three overall prospect. First round, first overall in 2022 last year. The last name I want to talk about, Heston Kerstadt, outfielder for, he was playing for double-A Bowie. He just got called up to triple-A less than two weeks ago. He's batting 300 down there in double-A, 370 OBP, 940 OPS. He is right behind Westberg, slotted in at number 50 in the top 100. He was Some other guys we have seen in the major leagues, D.L. Hall is the 79th overall prospect right now. He had he did have some time in the major leagues last year. He had some relief appearances. He's been looked at as a starter in AA and AAA. He's in AAA right now, starting, starting a lot of games. Still continues to struggle with his control. Got to keep the walks down if he wants to come up to the major leagues and make an impact. Joey Ortiz, who we we've seen in the major leagues this year, he made his debut, number eighty overall, number no. number eighty overall prospect, eight ninety five OPS in AAA. He did have a two fifty nine average when he was up in the major leagues. He was a fourth round pick, hundredth and eighth hundred and eighth overall, twenty nineteen. Connor Norby, second baseman slash outfielder, AAA right now. Two nine He was a second round pick. Thirty. He was a second round pick, forty first overall in twenty twenty one, and to round out the eighth guy in the top one hundred for this Oriole development team, Kobe Mayo currently plays for the Bowie Bay Sox in Double A, third baseman, two seventy eight average, three ninety seven OBP, five fifteen slugging, over a nine hundred prospect in the top one hundred. Another guy that came into Another guy that was a fourth round pick, 103rd overall in 2020. Pretty much every single guy, every top guy that you see in this organization has been developed through this organization. In the last few years, we haven't seen anybody traded to the Orioles. We haven't seen any major free agent moves. Obviously, it's pretty clear they haven't been spending money with as low as their payroll has been, but it's worked. They've done a great job at developing the players that they've drafted, If we look at their structure top to bottom, obviously with being 17 games over 500 so early in the season right now, they look like a contender right now. Their offense is structured great, and I think with these minor league guys possibly coming up, making an impact, filling in some of the holes in the lineup, because the guys that are going to come up really aren't going to help much of the pitching, but if we just look look at the structure of this team and how this team has developed over the years, from top to bottom, Adley Rushman, was a first overall pick in 2019 came up very quickly Gunnar henderson second round pick in 2019 came up almost just as fast it came up about the same time last year grayson rodriguez was a first round 11th overall pick in 2018 felix batista he has and he just rose from there he rose through And he just rose from there. He started off as a starter, as many top relievers do, and really just developed through the team. I mean, he never really had much of a good ERA with the Tigers or the Orioles early on until he started to figure it out probably a year or two before he was called up, which was only last year. So I think in 2020, 2021, he was figuring it out. Right after the 2020 shortened season, he kind of. Changed his whole repertoire, really went through just throwing that hard four seamer and splitter, and it's obviously its worked. Cedric Mullins. Austin Hayes, who a guy. Austin Hayes is a guy that we're seeing break out this year over a 300 average. He was a third rounder back in 2016. Doesn't seem like he's a star for this team by any means, but he adds speed to the lineup. He gets on base. He adds speed to the lineup. He gets on base when you need him to. He plays the field well. And I think he can make a strong impact for this team. And I. Th- we'll get to talking about the prospects again specifically, the guys that I think will come up very quickly here. But if we just look at what this potential team, what this development could be. Adam Fraser right now playing second base makes $8 million, which is 12% of the team's salary. With all these infielders coming up, we look at Westbrook, can play the infield. Joey Ortiz can play the infield. Obviously you want Gunner already to be in the infield. Jorge Mateo's an infielder. Mountcastle's pretty solid at first base. You're gonna wanna keep him there. So there's not too many infield spots frazier's making eight million he's a free agent again at the end of this year i don't see them picking that up with all the guys that they have because eight million doesn't seem like a lot in the grand scheme of the whole league but for what their payroll is at right now it's pretty high compared to what the rest of the team is at kyle gibson is the highest on the team with 10 million and his watching looks like which we'll look at their rotation here Um, new signing aaron hicks i don't think they're going to hold on to him and james commit and James McCann would be the only one not under control other than the guys that I already mentioned would be the only other guy under control. I think they'll hold on to James McCann because he's been their only backup catcher. And Adley's been playing a good amount of DH as well where they have McCann in playing catcher and still have Adley in the lineup. So I think they, keep, they hold on to McCann, but I don't see them keeping Hicks. I think they may part with Gibson. I think they may part with Frazier. Now if we just look... Top to bottom at what this lineup could be. Keep Mullins in the leadoff spot, as they've been doing a lot of the year. Obviously, he's he's hurt right now, but once he comes back, Mullins in the leadoff spot, Rushman second, Hayes third, which has been a lot of what they're doing this year, Santander fourth, Gunner fifth. Now you add Colton Kowser in the sixth spot and outfield position. They've been platooning a lot in that right field position. I think this will make the position a lot stronger, make their lineup a lot smaller make their lineup a lot stronger. Mount Castle coming in at the seventh position in the lineup. I think you hold on to him. You can make some trades with this team, but Santander and Mount Castle, I think are the veteran guys that have to stay. They add the power to the lineup. It just leaves a threat when you get some guys on. I have Westberg slotting in at the eighth position, playing shortstop. He has played a little bit of third, obviously with Gunner there. He's not going to, but I believe he can play second as well. I had him slotted in at shortstop here with Mateo at second. They can move that around a little bit if Westberg's a little bit more comfortable at second base, and more, more Mateo's not as comfortable at second base because he hasn't played that much. So if we just look at the money coming and going with that, when the Orioles were good, they were spending ninety to even over a hundred million as recently as. 2012, 2013, 2014, before they really broke that team down. The 2024 free agent class, if we just look at starting pitching, because that's really what they need to address. I really like that lineup a lot. If we just look at their current rotation and they show a willingness to spend $30 million because they've been sitting at $65 million in their payroll, like I said, they've shown that they're willing to pay 100 when they can compete. So if we have $30 million to play with, Grayson may be in the major leagues, but if we just look at who's there now, Kyle Bradish has been really strong. Tyler Wells has been really strong. Dean Kremer has been really strong. I think you continue to rely on those guys. You have them under control. They're cheap. If you go out and get two more pitchers with that $30 million, what can we get starting pitching? We'll look at the 2024 free agent class. But we'll first look at the bullpen. Obviously, Batista's been really strong this year. Cano has come out of nowhere, been very strong this year. Coulomb has been very reliable. I think it would be good to get another bullpen piece, but you have three guys that you have been, three guys that have been reliable. To me, this team is a World Series team in 2024 if they address the starting pitching problem. 2024 free agent class. Julio Arias is out there. Josh Hader in the bullpen is out there, Aaron Nola is out there, Blake Snell, Lucas Giolito, Eduardo Rodriguez, Jack Flaherty, Noah Syndergaard, Martin Perez. There's obviously a lot of guys out there, it really just depends on, do you want to go for more of lower end starters? Here's why I think these here's why I think a few of these guys can make an impact right away. Westberg, as I mentioned before, tied for second in home runs in the minor league right now, a big contributing factor to the tides being the top offense in the international league in the minor leagues, them seeming to win every game, 44 and 19 right now. In 2022, splitting time between AAA and AA, Westberg had 27 home runs, drove in over 100 runs, batted 265, OPS of 850, had 39 doubles, played some time at third base, some time at shortstop, sometimes at second base. Already this year, in 56 games for this Tides team, so only played in AAA in 2023, 17 home runs, 52 RBIs, 300 average in just 56 games said 14 doubles as well but it seemed like a boot but if we just project that out i don't like this all right starting over cowser as for cowser he's looked really strong this year He was playing in high A at the beginning of 2022 and has risen all the way to one of the top players in AAA so far this year. In 42 games, although he's missed some time, eight home runs, 31 RBIs, has batted 336, hitting the ball to all fields, 482 OBP, so he's drawn walks as well, 42 walks to 45 strikeouts, and a total of a 1.048 OPS. He's looked really strong, playing the outfield, good as well. He is looking like he's going to be the next guy that's going to come up to the major league team. They've done a great job at developing him. As we mentioned before, he was 98th in the pre-22 prospect rankings in high A and has risen all the way to be number 29 in all of baseball and is only on the rise, especially with these numbers. And you could see the pop. You could